The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. To Melander. Now Melander, Marner, across Lilligren. He'll work it down low, and Matthews out of the corner with it. To Lilligren. Matthews shoots, he scores! Number 50, Austin Matthews. And the family loves it here tonight at Mullet Arena. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Austin 316 says, I just won the Hart Trophy. I hope so. I hope yeah. that's what I hope that's what we get. That'd be really awesome. Austin Matthews goals 50 and 51 last night as the Toronto Maple Leafs boat race the Arizona Coyotes had them on the puck line. That was pretty awesome. I kind of like them tonight also against Vegas. We'll talk about our bets for tonight coming up at, at the end of the show. Um, Sportsnet courtesy of the call there, and because Austin Matthews is now sitting at 51 goals, another two goals last night. Now the second choice in the market uh, for Hart Trophy to be named NHL Most Valuable Player, which provides a tremendous segue as we welcome to the show right now one of the most accomplished award bettors, like like thinkers about betting awards in the space, um, quickly becoming one of my favorites. Uh, we had him on the show live in Las Vegas. He's absolutely awesome, and I hope that we can make him a regular part of our rotation here on You Better You Bet because he's fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because he's got, I think, the best accent going in all of sports right now. Love listening to the guy yeah. talk. He's sensational. He's the lead betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports. You can hear him on Bet the Edge with You Better You Bet fan favorite Drew Dinsick, the way capper and also on the fantasy football happy hour with Matthew Barry for our friends at NBC Sports and that is the great Jay Croucher who joins us now on the show on Twitter at CroucherJD. Jay welcome back to you better you bet Nick and Ken my friend how's it going? 
Fantastic. Thanks, Nick. Uh, that's probably minus 1500 to be the nicest intro I've ever had. Uh, so thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, and it's funny, Jay, we were in the chat before you signed on and Nick goes, uh, so is he like laser focused on NBA or does he do everything? And I go, oh, he does. He does everything. <laughs> like, he does absolutely yeah. everything. Some of the conversations yeah. that we were having uh, via text and off the air and, and some other things I know you've referenced before. So we, we play that highlight. We haven't we were supposed to talk about awards in the first hour of the show, Jay. We haven't we haven't done it yet. So you kind of get first crack at all of these, basically. Um, Heart Trophy for Most Valuable Player in the NHL has been really interesting recently because Matthews is scoring more. It essentially the market views it as a four player race. Nathan McKinnon, Nikita Kucherov, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, all in that two to one, four to one range. Uh, how would you handicap this market right now with Matthews playing so well? So I think in terms of the market prices, the most interesting thing, or at least the thing I think is most wrong is that I just think Kucherov is too short uh, and that he should be much longer. I think he's a lot less likely to win than the market is saying. And even though he's in position to get the most points, uh, I just think that between the team being poor, him running almost a negative plus minus uh, and his advanced stats not being so good. I would have him fourth in the pecking order and the market has him second. Like I just cannot buy that Nikita Kucherov is more likely to win the Hart Trophy than Austin Matthews. Like I just don't think that's right. Uh, and I think the market will catch up there eventually. So I think the way to frame this market is one, how likely is Matthews to get to 70? And if he gets to 70, how likely he is to win? Uh, and I think that now, like, if he just maintains his scoring average, not from this season, but from the past five seasons, he's going to get to 70. And I think the thing with this too is that it's the same reason why whenever a guy in the NBA is on track to get 50 or 60 or 70, uh, the market can't price his live props properly because it's not accounting for the change game state where the team is going to go out of their way to get him the ball. And I think it's a similar thing with Matthews where if he's close to 70, He's going to go out of his way. He's going to be hunting for empty netters. So I think that if he gets there, and I think he's a very decent chance to, then I think it's really hard not to give him the hard trophy if he does something that no one has done in 30 years. So I think it's really neck and neck between him and McKinnon. I'd have McDavid third, uh, probably in a tier two, and then I would have Kucherov further down. And uh, I believe it hasn't been done since both Alexander Mulgilney and Timu Solani did it with 76 goals apiece in the 92-93. Wow. Oh, yeah. Mulgil Mulgilney for Buffalo. And I th who's Solani? I was Winnipeg at that point, pre-Anaheim pre for Timu Solani. Um, also, I, I just think I did a bad job at the start of this. I, I just I want to say this. For our listeners and viewers, um, and I, I'm sure that there are a lot of sharp people that do award content, and obviously that, that don't do content that bet awards. My personal opinion is we have the two best on the show right now. So for our listeners and viewers, like this is like this is like this is really good stuff that we have Ken on the show every day, and that we have Jay on the show, and they're on together. This is really good stuff. So Jay, I wish we had more time with you. We can do like do this a lot more, hopefully. So I, I want to like tee this up for you, man. Out of any award market that's open right now, we touched on Hart Trophy already. Give us a uh, give us something that you think is mispriced or something that you really like, and this could be any sport, any award market that's out there right now. So uh, we've talked about it a bit offline. I know you guys have talked about it on the show, but I think the NBA MVP market is just backwards at the moment. I think it's way too anchored to the last Bontemps straw poll where, to be fair, Jokic did lap everyone. But I think, and I agree with Ken on this, I just don't think that's how it's going to be at the end of the season if the status quo endures. Like, I think if Jokic is a four seed right now, he's as close to a six as he is to a one. Jokic ends the season as a three or a four seed, having his worst season in four or five years. People are just going to give him his third MVP, a third MVP, which is revered for the all-time greats. 
and Jokic having the fourth best season of his career, is that going to get there? Uh, and I think that when people take a step back and they're like, well, Shea Gilgis-Alexander right now is favored to finish with a better record than Nikola Jokic. His advanced stats with Jokic are basically a wash. He has a ton more story and narrative and he has a perceived weaker supporting cast. So, I mean, I'm in the minority on this, at least relative to the market, but odds agnostic, I would just take Shea over Jokic. I think Shea should be the favorite in this market. Uh, and I think that the market will adjust now. The question that I get on this is, well, if Shea is so likely to win, then how did he get so crushed in the straw poll? And my answer to that, and it's a little subjective, I'm keen for your thoughts, but I just think that narratives take a while to settle in and simmer and for people to fully absorb what they're going to do. And when that straw poll was taken, Embiid had done his knee like 13, 14 days before. And what is the natural default going to be? Let's go give it to SGA, who made his first all-star team last year and is this new thing? Or is the default going to be to give it to the best player in the NBA, the guy who should have won last year in Jokic? Jokic just has more pedigree. So it makes sense to me that he would be the default initially. But I think with another couple months in the season and with the Thunder having a really easy schedule to close, I think this is going to flip. Uh, and I think SGA is going to be the favorite uh, in a matter of weeks. So Jay, my my counter to that, but it's actually I I agree with basically everything that you said, especially about Jokic, about the straw poll, about it being like everybody almost in mourning on Embiid still and just defaulting to who came in second. My one question though is like I'm kind of torn between two approaches here. Is it better to bet you can bet no on Jokic at plus still for pretty big limits, like over and over and over again? And it's like, do I do that? Or do I bet SGA, like, do I try to throw the dart just at him? Because, like, I'm, I'm, I'd am i be worried about Luca. I'd be worried about something that we can't see coming that's really crazy. And I don't know what that would be. Tatum on a 70-win team or so, just something, like, really nuts. I, I cover all those if I bet no on Jokic. I don't cover them if I just bet SGA. And the price is different, like, plus 105 versus 2-1. to one, But I cover, like, I, I'm a little worried about, especially this year with Embiid Hurt, the crazy outcome that's just like a weird kind of a year. Are you worried at all about that? Like, would you pick Jokic? No, or like kind of what's your thought on those two different bets? So, uh, I mean, it depends on the price, but in a nutshell, based on market prices at the moment, my approach would be to bet SGA at plus 210 and then to bet Doncic at nine to one. Because if you think about how the market is going to move, like compare Doncic to Giannis, if Doncic goes off tonight against the Suns, if he explodes and has one of his Doncic games of 43, 14, and 11, his price is going to crater in a way that Giannis's price just won't crater because he needs to build up so much more his momentum and goodwill because the team is in such a funk, even though his underlying numbers are still fantastic. So I think you can kind of wait to get a look on Giannis. And then in terms of the other guys who would be part of that, just no price against Jokic. I just don't believe in Tatum at all. And I know that because Lamar Jackson won MVP and it's like, oh, he's the best player on the best team, even though he didn't have the stats. Like To me, it's not the same. It's not at all the same. Like in MVP for NBA, you have to have a certain baseline. And Jason Tatum, he's just not even close at the moment. And I wouldn't say he's 0% because he could shoot 47% on step back threes for a month and he could average 32, 7 and 6. And the Celtics could win a lot of games in a row and he could get into the mix. But I just think he's more like 125 to one than his current price at 25 to one. So I don't really buy it on Tatum. 
the idea that best player on best team is enough. I don't buy that either. Like Devin Booker was on a 64-win team uh, a couple of years ago. He didn't get a look for MVP. And by the way, Stephen A. Smith also said that Devin Booker was his MVP, the way that he's saying that Tatum <laughs> uh, is his MVP. And then uh, Stephen A. changed his mind like four days later. So I don't buy the Tatum thing. I think Kawhi Leonard is actually more likely to win than Jason Tatum, even though I don't think he is much of a chance either. So I would go to war with SGA and Doncic. Those are the two. They're the two new guys. They have better stories than Jokic and Giannis. Uh, and I think they have the statistical uh, background as well in, ter- in terms of their case, which Tatum just doesn't at the moment and Kawhi doesn't either, really. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. A uh, couple more minutes here with our friend Jay Croucher, lead betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports on Twitter at CroucherJD. Jay, we only have like two minutes left. I think the best way to use this just because – you got a lot of markets that you have strong opinions on. Let's do like a, a rapid fire kind of lightning round here with just the NBA markets and just tell me sure. at the end of the year, I know like I love your comments on fair price and like how you distribute everything. And just like, who do you think is going to win this award at the end of the year? And it could be like 10, 15 seconds, whatever. So we'll do, we'll do an easy one to start. Who do you think is going to win rookie of the year in 15 seconds? I think Victor Wembanyama is going to win. The only thing that was a sticking point is whether people would have an issue with OKC winning like 40 more games than the Spurs. And I think now we have enough polling and proof that that isn't an issue. And if Wemby, if he stays healthy, I'm very confident he's going to win. Defensive player of the year, 15 seconds, Gobert, a huge favorite. I think Rudy Gobert just needs to stay healthy for 11 more games. Then he gets to 65. And then I think the award is done, barring like a 100 to 1 outlier. I think this is purely a bet on Gobert's health. And then he wins. Most improved player, Maxi has gotten bet against a lot, but I think no one's really sure what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen in this award <laughs> either. I think Maxi, I still think Maxi is the most likely player to win the award, but I think he should be more like plus 170 than minus 170 because his efficiency has fallen off. I think the team is going to fall into the play-in. I think this is going to get weird. My best bet at price right now would be Jalen Williams in this market. Okay, two more to go in about 30 seconds. Sixth man of the year in 10 seconds. Who wins? Hard 10 I think Malik Monk, is, yeah, Malik Monk is your most likely winner, but I would be taking the field over Monk slightly. Okay. Uh, coach of the year, Dagnall to favorite. I think Dagnall wins. Uh, I don't think Finch is getting the respect um, that he should be, but if Finch gets the one seed, I think that he will win, but Dagnall has more scope to win as a two seed over anyone else. Jay, we Amazing. appreciate it, man. Really fantastic job. We'll do this again, hopefully, at some point in the near future. Bet the Edge with Whale Capper, Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry on Twitter at CroucherJD. Good luck with all the bets, my friend. Stay well. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it, fellas. Hour number three coming up next. We will start the hour talking college hoops with our pal Tim Brando from Fox Sports. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.